This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. I filmed you, and this girl said, I think I met that kid before. I'm not kidding. It was in a taxi. What? Taxi? I think this girl's fucking out there. Excuse me, miss. Do I look like this? All right. All right. All right. Mike snaps. Excuse me, miss. Do I look like the type to be in a taxi cab, first of all? No, I'm not your bum ass. I, I cut it. Yeah, this girl's kind of hot. Hopefully, we'll edit this out. It, this is a weird one. There's a new feature on Tinder, and I was bored last night. And it's called Super Like, and it it showed a super like. Like I was flashing through, and I'm like, "What the fuck's this?" So I hit accept, or like the green thing, and it said, "This girl super liked you." Wow. And she was like really attractive. I'm like, what the? F- this girl has to be mentally unstable. That's super like. Fake. Me. That's spam. And so she was real. Uh-huh. And I'm like, thanks for the super like. And her response back was, oh, I ran out of other likes, so I had to use the super like. But you only get one super <laughs> like. I'm like, it was a lie because you only get one super like. And I think you get you don't get unlimited likes on t- uh, whatever Tinder, but you get a ton of likes. Right. So why use your super like on me? Anyone argue? I was like, oh, okay, and like I played it off, and then she saw my shit, and she's like, no, she likes Fetty Wap, and she's like, oh my god, little dicky, and I just told her like, yeah, little dicky, and then she's like, don't be scared by my pictures. I was recently engaged, and it it uh-huh. and I didn't tie the knot, and I was like, oh, this girl's oh fucking. god, I was like, um, <laughs> this is scary. So I, I didn't, like, get anything besides the Snapchat to see if I would get, like, a nude out of it or something. Mm. And it's nothing nude-related yet. Yet, but, yeah. But you got to sit on that, I man. don't want the number. I don't really want anything else. This is a little, she's a little off. But that's amazing because you know how they say, if you were the last guy on Earth, I wouldn't fuck you. But if you were the last guy on Tinder and she only had one super, like, she'd use it on you. Dude, the super like, I was like, I, I'm not using a super like ever on anyone. It shows you're desperate. If you super like someone... It look comes off like a lame, like you're trying too hard. Because mm. you only get one every day, mm. or one every. I don't even know how it works, dude. If Mila Kunis was on Snapchat and I had, I a guess super it comes like, up if you super like it. It like comes up. You're like in the top list because if a hot girl, it probably must get like accepted so much. Right. She doesn't have time to accept all the guys. So, I don't know. How did that super like come about? Was it? She was just it said just like die. A <laughs> <laughs> cool, um, dude. I don't know. Don't say no, this. I'm this not, is embarrassing. I'm not. I'm not responding to that. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. But don't save this on the podcast. No, this is awesome podcast talk. No. All right. Anyway, um, start off this uh, podcast on a on a somber note. Well, semi somber. You know, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Raiders fan. My boy oh. L O man. How you gonna take his shine away? <laughs> I didn't know what you were coming at. <laughs> I was ready to talk about how the Raiders should be four and one, and they're doing good. <laughs> Fuck Lamar Odom. Yeah, fuck Lamar Odom, man. Them Raiders, man. Before you came over to set this up, I was watching something. There was like some like white dude that talked about stuff. He had like a like the Cop Lives Matter shirt on, so you could tell he hates black people. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But no, no, no. You're right. No, I don't know. No, you're right. But anyway, he he was saying how Lamar Odom did to himself, and like it's about priorities, and like he was a fuck up. You brought like seventy five thousand dollars to a bunny ranch, and you're like on drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's your own fault, but obviously he had, definitely has demons. So I feel bad for him, and I'm I, I I feel bad for people. But at the same time, he is a celebrity and makes a ton of money. And there's a kid out there. The guy was saying there's kids out there who die of leukemia at the age of six and would love to have Lamar Odom's body. Weird way to look at it, but I was like, oh, I, I understand his point. And and like s- subjectively speaking, and from different perspectives, it's interesting. 
but at the same time, it's sad what's going on. I was just watching that video. I'm surprised you talked about Lamar Odom. Yeah, it's definitely sad. I mean, I I take his point where a lot of people, a lot of six-year-olds would love to be a big black man. I get it. I really do. And Um, like to have that talent. No, no, no. It's it's more about having the big black dick. And uh, the Bunny Ranch, I can't believe it. The show on TV. Did you see how shitty that place looks? I didn't see it, no. No, it's like, it's, it's like a fucking, it looks like a crack house or a trap house. The funniest. With prostitutes, but inside it's pretty nice. The funniest thing, well, it's not funny, but Master P came at Kobe for being a good friend right. and going. I don't get that. He called him phony. Because he, wa- he didn't Like Kobe is LeBron. a Kardashian and wants to be on TV. Kobe was like hiding for every camera. No, no, no. It was more that Kobe didn't help him when the help times him, Yeah, with his career when he couldn't get on any teams. He basically said Kobe owns the Lakers. He makes all the decisions. But, so he could have put Lamar back on the but team. But like it's almost like that's phony itself. If you get someone a certain gig, if they're not good anymore and like they're already with you. and it's How like, was Kobe supposed to know, know. that this was going to happen and three, four years it's ago? It's addiction. It's a personal battle, yeah, too. It's it, hard it, to... He's had this problem for a long time. Isn't that the reason him and Chloe got their divorce? <laughs> I don't even know what to believe anymore. The rumors that know. the Kardashians came with cameras in. That's no, kinda... I don't think they would do that. I, I think so. I don't I can't, I can't see that. Someone said something fucking amazing. I don't know who it was. They were like, why don't why didn't they bring in their cameras when they're getting all plastic surgery? <laughs> and like lip injection butt injections. I always look for the humor and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was laughing at Definitely. that. Definitely. It's fucked up as the situation is. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but um he apparently was talking today. Um, he said, Chloe said that he said, hey, what's up, baby? Gave her a thumbs up. That's and good. he's breathing on his, on his own, but he's still in critical condition. So I'm glad he's not dying still. What I took out of this was don't take the sex supplement reload. What's it called? Reload. Yeah. yeah that, the that hell? Herbal Viagra well, thing? So, but he had to do all these other drugs. You can't blame that, can you? And de- maybe that guy was just trying to save his ass, Dennis Hoff. I'm going to ask him about it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when we see him, we're going to ask him. Um, but apparently he took 10 of them. Of the, he took 10 72-hour stimuli. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. How, how did you not think you were going to die? I, I mean, dang, I, thank God he didn't. I Is don't that know like how. taking 10 Viagra or worse? I don't know. On par, I would say. Dude, his dick must have been like an anaconda. Ooh. Some, someone told me that he wanted to fuck every girl in this uh, bunny ranch or something, so he just took them. Uh, it's like Lil Wayne and he wanted to fuck every girl in the world. That one dude, I don't know his name, but I was watching the Facebook thing before he came over and he said like he has forty thousand dollars on forty thousand followers on Instagram and Lamar probably has a million or a lot mm-hmm. and he gets girls to come over and fuck him for free. For fans. Why don't he have fans do that? Like Instagram uh, models for free. I don't know. Instead of going to the bunny ranch and they're all getting banged up. I don't get that philosophy. It doesn't it's not attractive to me to like escorts and like bunny and ranches. Strip clubs, none of that shit sounds like it's cool. Well strip clubs is cool to see it and you go home and jerk off. But I don't like the whole thing. Like, you're going somewhere and paying for sex and staying there. Like, I would think I had have gonorrhea after Sex is free, people. It really is. You just, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Not these days and age. No, it's free. Uh, you got to pay no, for no, it no, somehow. No, 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 no. You don't. You <laughs> people have fucking standards, and that's your problem. You wouldn't fuck an ugly girl. And that's the problem. You guys want these hot-ass fucking 11 out of 10 bitches, like, out of this world. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for that. These bitches ain't giving it up to you. But if you hit a one or a two, you ain't got to pay for shit. They, they'll pay you, <laughs> motherfucker. For real. Come on, L.O. When you, when you get out of this, get back on them ones and twos, my brother. What about? You'll be all right. I hope he's not brain dead. Wait, he DJs? No, no, no. Ones and twos, like the bit, the ugly girl. Oh, I was <laughs> the like, ugly what the girls. Fuck? It's all about ugly women. What about Lil Wayne? Sex tape. No, no condom. 
no condom on him. I didn't see Eating that. the booty like groceries. I didn't see that. Damn, you didn't see that? Get your priorities straight. You saw Lamar Odom dying. You didn't see Lil Wayne's sex tape. What is um, wrong with you? So, oh, yeah, let's question my manhood. I didn't watch a man's sex tape, but I was uh, praying, and my condolences were with Lamar Odom's family. I'm a terrible person. I have my priorities all messed up. So tell me, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Lil Wayne's sex tape? Uh, it, was a, it was only a snippet. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I, how I, would you rate the snippet? What am I, Ron Jeremy? No, because apparently that's the biggest biggest thing in the world right I'm now. I'm kidding. It's not the biggest thing. No, it was funny. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't know. What did you think about it? Did you learn any new tricks? Did you learn how to bounce up and down? Did you learn how to turn a girl out? What? What did you learn from the Little Wayne sex Nothing. tape? You can barely see it, but it's interesting. That's Little Wayne having sex with these two strippers, and he could bang anyone he wants, and he's having sex with these two strippers with no condom on. He's probably going to have AIDS after. All right. I didn't know. I didn't see the fucking thing. Why are you getting so pissed at I'm me? I'm not getting pissed. I can't hear you. I, what do you mean? Oh, I'm not getting pissed. All right. I got shit going on here. So it was just a snippet? Yeah, it was a snippet. That's horrible. They made it. They made it seem like it was like a, a two-hour thing on Vivid or something, like the uh, Kardashian thing. Unless I missed out. No, I don't think so. Or you, you just jerked off in, in it. No, see, <laughs> unjerkable. You, you jerked also. off in two minutes, so you thought it was a snippet. It was like thirty seconds. <laughs> so you jerked off in thirty seconds, yeah. and you thought it was a snippet. To low way until like a blurry video. Yep. So where can we find this video? <laughs> Funk Flex had it. I don't know. All these dumb hip hop blogs had oh, it. Oh man, yeah. I, I think I'll pass on that. I, I'm good. But uh, what was I saying? Speaking, would you say something about ass? Mm-hmm. Uh, As usual. There was this porn star that uh, looks completely different than she used to look, and she got like ass shots, and she exactly looks like Kim Kardashian. It's kind of scary. Hmm. Layla Star. Really? Layla Her? Yeah. She looks like Kim Kardashian now? Look her up now. Nah. Oh, really? We gotta do this. All right, people. We're looking up Layla Star. www.comenewexotica. Where are we going? She it was a good one, and the video got deleted. Google.com. Google has it. Google is the number one website for porn. Lela Star. Well, it's new videos, so you got. Isn't it with two R's? S T A R R. Does it matter? No, it's probably not. Should I go on our regular website? Ooh, Lela Star, amazing ass. It has to be new stuff. Mm. It has to be really new. She looks completely different. That's interesting. Maybe, is that her She's right got there? She's like tats all over POV? Her. Whoa, POV, point of view. I like POV. POV. Maybe we should go to her Twitter. I don't know. She looks completely different now. Well, that would be a new picture, no? No, that's not a new picture, pal. I think you're spelling her name wrong. I'm not spelling her name wrong. See? Dude, she looks like Kim Kardashian now. Oh, Tell me shit. She Tell me she didn't get by a fucking ass and um, new titties and face. I'm all about it. I don't know, I'm dude. All it's about a little it. fake to me. I think I have a new best friend. Do we got more media? Where do we go? Photos and videos. <laughs> so we are now creeping. What the fuck is this? I think she is Kim Kardashian. That's her with the fucking baby. No, nah, this is weird. Dude, I think she's trying to be Kim Kardashian. That's what I was saying. Do you blame her? I would love to be Kim Kardashian. No, why the hell? She was already fine as shit. Yeah, now no. it's like too fake. What the fuck? How do I get more pictures? Is this the only one? We got a follower, oh, this is dude. The only one. We got a follower. There, there's new videos like uh, shit. Where are they all at? So clearly, you're up on this stuff. 
This is news. This is this is <laughs> this is top top breaking news. Layla Star looks like Kim I'm about Kardashian. to show you my my plug right now. So were you taking uh, taking it back when you were like, all right, Layla Star video? It was like right. it says it says Kim Kardashian look like in some of these videos. I'm like, holy shit, who is that? Oh. And it was her. It's the new ones though. So when did you find this out? Is that her right there? What? That is her. But she's going ham. There's a new one that's out where she literally. Has like back tats and the new ass. Should we try this? Well, Kim doesn't have back tats. But dude, this is crazy. It looks exactly like kind of like going for Kim Kardashian. Are we gonna watch this right now on the podcast? We could take it off. Let's plug in the volume. Tell me that her face. Is oh amazing. my god! Did her face change? Am I wrong? Like I don't know. She even sounds like Kim. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that ass is fake. Is that crazy? And there's a better. There's a look at that. I don't know, man. Not, that, that shit kind of made me kind of weird. Like, it was said Kim Kardashian looked like, and I, th- I was like, who the fuck is that? And I asked my friend, he goes, yo, that's Layla Star. Because I was like looking, and I was like, what? That's not Layla. They keep in mind, I actually like, do, you know? it's a true story that I do watch porn for the acting. Ask my friends. How is this acting so far? She's leaning over a sink <laughs> vanity. I'm just showing at you. The mirror. Isn't that crazy, though? And it's weird. It's like cellulite and fat, but it's like ass shots. I don't get it. Oh, my Lord. Was that Ray J? It's a black guy. She's uh. That's Kim Kardashian, man. Weird, right? I don't know the deal with that. Maybe maybe she got see to get more clout. She's like, I gotta be like Kim Kardashian. You love that word clout. <laughs> it's so funny saying clout now. <laughs> we got more clout. <laughs> or maybe it's Kim Kardashian <laughs> pretending to be Layla Star. I don't know, man. Mm, maybe Kim isn't pregnant. I don't know. I was. I just wanted to show you that. That was fucking interesting. We could take that off. No, no, it's no. We're leaving that. That's staying God, right Jesus where it is. Jesus Christmas. I'm never getting laid ever. <laughs> Any girl listens to this. <laughs> it's not my problem. It's not at all it's my problem. It's not me. It's my persona. Seriously. You have a great persona. The women love you. The ladies love me. Speaking of that, uh, we have an email address that we haven't shouted out in a couple weeks. Keep it basement swings at Gmail. No. I haven't checked that. Keep it basement podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> you could send us uh, any feedback or anything like that, questions that you have, because we have great oh, advice. I killed the bug. I just killed the bug. Uh, any feedback, questions plug, that, the or anything that you want you want to ask us, like uh, how do we get along outside of the podcast? Not well. We Not really communicate. Well, we don't <laughs> like each other. Um, so yeah, keep it basement. Forced to do this podcast at gmail dot com, uh, and we'll be happy to talk with you. We love our fans. All. Five of Maybe you. we should get a podcast uh, network going on, like Rosenberg tried to do with Joe Budden. I think he did, and or like what that guy did with Charlamagne and Andrew Schultz. And we should go to Exotica and be like, "We're looking for porn stars to come on our porn star network. I mean, our podcast network. Mm. We could have a Young Jew podcast featuring Sam Brightstein. Nah, nah. He's he can't even fucking come here. He's, he's have a podcast. No one else listen to that shit. What was I gonna say? I um, don't know. Walk up to the finest woman in the room and say, I lost your number. That's fucking good. <laughs> so what is this? Is this like scenarios now? Or no, we just, just moving saying, on? Walk up and say that. that can I, uh, do you think that's funny? So that's your pickup line? Yeah. Just I lost up. your number. <laughs> <laughs> How ballsy is that? If I do that, like, that's the funny thing about me. Like, I'll do something like crazy like that. But at the same time, like, I can't have a conversation with certain people in like a room. Right. But, like, I'll walk up and be like, I lost your number. Damn. I go like, what the fuck? That's smooth. What's she going to do? That's what I'm saying. She has to give it to you. What? What? All right. So coming up next, we have comedian. Wait, hold on. 
Talk about the Hoboken Comedy Festival. Oh, since the comedy episode, talk Look at all that. about it and like what we did and what was talked about and what was said. So, like on our last podcast, Sweeney said that it would take me four weeks to upload the video. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So like we said Let's last... Let's talk about the story. You said that uh, you were going to look at it that night. No, and no, I was like, are no, you sure? No, no, And you said, no, yeah, by the weekend. No, no, no. And it'll I, be up no, by Tuesday. No. And it never happened like that. No. Those are facts. I would never have said that. You miss her. You couldn't hear me on the car ride there and back. You were like, what? What? What are you saying? So there's you no way you heard deaf, me. but I think it's because your Jeep plays a lot of loud music in the back. Yeah, you know how that go. But um, no, there's no way I said that. So I'm sorry. Uh, for managing the expectations incorrectly. But, however, we did upload the videos from the Brilliant Idiot podcast uh, that we were so cordially invited to. Uh, we had Thank you for the Hoboken, to the yes, Hoboken Comedy Festival. thank you for the Hoboken and, Comedy Festival. And I guess the Brilliant Idiots as well. Right. It was an awesome, phenomenal show. Very inspirational for up-and-coming podcasters like ourselves. Yeah, like stuff to take away from not be like them, obviously, but just of to course. gain experience and... Uh, observe and listen to them what they talk about and how they started and how it's all organically done mm-hmm. it was fun and uh some of the videos were up on youtube perception and the life struggles perception as a motherfucker um levels of the struggles you know just pretty much like do you want to talk about like the premise of it i think they should go watch it um you can find it on well, youtube.com yeah, slash the event was a question and answer and a podcast right so yes. you could ask a question and they all talk about it so, yeah, they talked about certain things. But we didn't get the whole thing on video. No. Um, so it was like just clips. You know, yeah, We ain't trying clips. to get sued in this motherfucker. You know I think the best thing that I learned from it, and I thought it was cool how in the end, like, being politically correct is whack. And, like, the, you know, the, the kid in the wheelchair, that dude, Ju- what was his name? Julian or something? Julian, yeah. So I don't up. know if it was Julian. No, it was Julian. So Julian was in a wheelchair, and Charlemagne originally calls on him he was like yo get up he's like yeah yo get up i can't see you or something like that and the guy's like i can't get up i'm in a chair and then charlamagne's like we all are in fucking chairs because we're sitting in the movie theater and then someone else comes out he's in a wheelchair and then charlamagne put his head down (laughs) it reminded me of the kanye west thing at the concert when he told everyone to stand up or he's not performing his next song or some shit but then the guy was in the wheelchair and Kanye didn't know. You don't think about it at the time. No, who the fuck knows? You no know one knows. But it's kind of crazy, and it's awesome how he came and supported but, it. But no, nah, he was awesome. And he then Schultz cool came at it, too. Yeah, Schultz. Because they they ended up talking about sneakers at the end of it. and, and Your shit stay clean, you Yeah, said. Schultz said, your, your shit stay clean, meaning his sneakers. Yeah. And then the whole crowd erupts. They're like, whoa. You know, because he's in a wheelchair, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course his shit stay clean. Yeah. But that was just, it was just funny. It was, I think it was a good interaction from uh, the people at the show, as well as, you know, Schultz yeah. and Charlemagne. And, and there were also people who, who didn't know who Schultz and Charlemagne were. They even mentioned it. They were like, I was here by accident. And they were yeah, still answering, answering questions turban, and turban stuff. Head. Yeah, the turban lady. And it was just a cool vibe, man. Like Laughing from start to finish. It was awesome. Yeah, you had hardcore fans there, like yeah. medium fans there, casual fans, as Joe Budden says, casual fans. And then you had fans who didn't even know what it was about. So they weren't fans, but they became fans, I guess. Yeah. The best part of the night, the best quote that stuck and resonated with me was, funny is funny. Right. Funny is funny. No matter what. And that's what I think the United States and the world should look that as, you know, about politically correct people. Right. Funny is funny, no matter what. Like, no matter if you're making a meme or, or a little or a joke or, or yeah. a, you know, clever, clever, funny things are funny. Laughter is the best medicine. There's no too soon. There's not that. Uh, there bullshit. could be a too soon. No, 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 no. If it's like funny, the 9/11 stuff, funny is funny. 
Pete Davidson get away with the nine eleven stuff right. after his father died because his father died in nine eleven. Make jokes funny. about it, but certain people can't. You can't just joke about nine eleven. I think Sarah Silverman said something. And it, was it Sarah Silverman her last name? Yeah, the Jewish one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love her. She's she she said something and it like didn't get really great reaction. Well, partly because she's a woman, but true. That's another story. Ti yeah. speaking of women, what Ti said on the DJ Who Kid interview that was funny. You don't know? No, I don't know. He uh, he said that he would never vote for a woman and women wouldn't make for great presidents. Really? Because they like pretty much think with emotion and not logic, as I was saying. Like, Way to go, Tip and, Harris. And he said, uh, uh-huh. he, what else did he say? He was like kind of making a joke about it, how like they like will like do stupid stuff, you know, and things like that. Especially when it's fucking period time. And then Oprah came out and like said something, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> I think, and he, he got sh- fucked. <laughs> Everyone. And then he had to apologize the next day. And he's like, I apologize for my stuff. It was just being humorous. Tip. Nah. Causing hoes, 24s. That's how all my white people roll. But no, see, that's a perfect example of women just, you know, just coming at you. Because they are emotional. In 2015 and 16, the best thing about radio and interviews is you say something to a rapper and he says something crazy and then you blow up because of it. Because everyone's going to watch what he said. So if you get him to say something crazy, that's what you, you, you won. Even if you're cool with him, like you tell him, like, what do you think of the presidents? And you're like, I'm not voting for a woman. That's just going to be all over the place. And the, bang, in a bang, recent bang. interview, DJ Who Kid said, you know bang. What I mean? Now everyone knows who DJ Hook it is. If you like the white people who didn't know. Well, yeah. And like, oh, he said on that show? Oh. oh my god, I gotta listen to the next show and then the next show. And One of the other interviews, yeah. Oh, I'm a fan. Crazy. Crazy right, how that right. stuff works. I'm kidding. All right. So coming up next, to keep in line with the comedy segment, we got a comedian originally from Staten Island, New York. Angry. My hometown, baby. We repping it out You here. ride the short. You literally said you he you think he used to be his bus driver, and then he said, Oh, I used to drive the retarded people around. Yeah. And you didn't know what to say there. You literally didn't know what to say. Well, well, you made a joke, kind of, right or no? No, I, I tried to make it a joke. I don't think he got it, you know, because he used to drive the school buses, and I was like, you know, yeah, hey, yeah. you know, he drove me around. But he was like, yeah, I drove around the retarded kids on the school bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. After he said that, he was probably his bus driver. Fuck. You got funny. me. But um, yeah, that's great. Good what stuff. I what I thought was cool about this interview was that. The, the quote about 30 seconds of fame, like uh, he made a video, YouTube video, and it blew up, and he has like 14, 13 million views. And uh, it was a 30 second clip about, you know, the storm. I think maybe Sandy, maybe one of those. One of those big storms. Bread, I, bread I, yeah. and milk. And uh, he's been doing comedy for 30 years and never got that like fan base and that clout, that, as you would that say. Clout. As you would say. And out of nowhere, he does this video and he gets a whole new audience and fan base, and he's got people in Iraq writing to him saying like your videos help me with my depression or getting me through the war and he's got little kids doing his voice and like what he says and stuff and like throughout the years the long grind and stuff it was a really tough time for him and he had to have other jobs and comedy was kind of like a hobby but he was doing it part-time and now he finally quit his regular job as a bus driver (laughs) and he's old too and uh now he's in like mall cop too doing what he likes to do Mm -hmm. and he's bitter as fuck and he puts videos up where he goes like to home depot or the mall or like the bank and he just rants about people and it's entertaining because he's saying what we all want to say and we don't say well i'll say, i say some shit but well he said it he said i say the things that we're all thinking and no yeah. one wants to say yeah and it's true he's yeah. just a crazy italian who just speaks his mind yeah. i think that's the perfect way to sum it up in the kanye west video is really funny too I like yes he does a kanye <laughs> he does a bieber uh he does a bunch of them man check him out Vic Bedetto. uh 
and he's coming up next. You would think he's racist too, but oh. he's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like an old Italian guy. Like he just looks like he's racist. <laughs> I think he says a borderline racist shit. Like he was talking about black people, and, and I almost Jews. told him that he was black. He, I was black. He's like, I got black fans. I got every fan. <laughs> but like, just from an Italian background, like you've always got that. You you got that weird racist uncle. No, at a family party. Yeah, you but know? you know, I feel like. But no, nah, he I'm knows not he, he's not he racist. can't be racist. Yeah, it's just it's, it doesn't aligned with what he's doing. You can take this off if you want, but in the Kanye West video, like I literally thought in the beginning he's gonna say, This fucking nigger <laughs> Sweeney. No, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say like it kinda like it was like wait I was like waiting like just any minute now that it's, train's it's, about to come as Chris coming. Rock said. It's Remember in Chris Rock he's like the the never scare skit? It's just another it's a comedy skit and he's like that train's waiting. I'm waiting for him to come. Like white people saying the N word. About being racist, I get funny it. Shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, he's coming up it? next. And what's his last name? Vic D. Bedetto. Well, that's <laughs> not his last name. His last name is not Vic D. Bedetto. Yeah, his it full is. name is Vic D. Bedetto. Uh, his last name is D. Bedetto. Um, and he's got shows, upcoming shows, the casinos. Mm, Borgata is, I think. His yeah, main and he's one. got stuff in uh, Point Pleasant, Uncle. Vinny's Comedy Club. Right. Oh, Tri-State Area Tour. Princeton, World Tour. everywhere. He's, he's out here. He's out here. Yeah. But we had him here on Keep It Basement. So Keep It Basement, man. Exclusive. All right. See ya. Hey, what do you hear? What do you say? This is Vic DiPetetta. You are listening to Ted and Sweens or Sweens and Ted. Keep it in the basement like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Hey, Mike. Vic DiPetetta. Hey, Vic. How you doing? I'm with my co-host. What's up, Vic? How you doing? Um, I think uh, your your two videos are tremendous, the YouTube videos, because uh, oh, thank you. Just just how you take an issue and you could be so bitter and real about it, but at the same time you brighten people's days and make them laugh. Like I was looking at the comments. Exactly. People, I, I say I say what people are thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Like people are going through cancer or something, you know, serious, and they're like, "This made my day." Thank you, Vic. Like I was looking at the comments, and I thought that was pretty much comedy in a nutshell. It's amazing. I even get, uh, I got a couple of soldiers in Afghanistan that say, my vignettes get them through their tours. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But how do you deal with, I mean, with every positive, there's always a negative. So you have those negative people who look at your videos, and then we're in a society where everyone's always butthurt about everything. Do you look at those comments and say, hey, maybe I should tone it down, or you just say, eh, forget about them? No, I, I, uh, the Italian comes out in me. I want to, Drop the phone and meet them face to face. It's just amazing. You know, I, I grew up, I'm 54 years old. I grew up with Dean Martin and Ball in the Family and Johnny Carson. It was right. a different world. We all laughed at each other, whether you were black and white. It's it just, it's insane what's going on. I mean, even like with this, this, uh, <clears throat> this touch, uh, what the hell, the, the play at second base with the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had, they had a fucking they had a doctor on the news explaining frame by frame how he broke his leg. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Even in baseball, we got a good. He, he was breaking up a double play. It's, oh, yeah, it's a play that's been around me. for forever. And, and now, all oh, of a sudden, it's a, it's a problem? I, I don't get it. And uh, how do you feel about politically correct people within comedy, too? Like, Seinfeld got yelled at at a college university recently. He doesn't want to go back and do college tours. That's when you know we're in trouble. Jerry Seinfeld, one of the cleanest, most clever comic yeah. comics, has a, has a problem. Then we're done. We're done as a nation. And what, what about the future of comedy, like with YouTube and you know social media? Do you think that stand up is a dying art, or is it still alive and still kicking? No, I think that's that's the present and the future. I mean, here I am, 
33 years. I, I'm waiting, waiting for uh, the break, for somebody yeah. to, to give me the break. I did it myself. I'm the only comic in my age group that used the social media to put himself out there. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I, Bread and Milk, the Bread and Milk video, it's 14 million views. Justin Bieber is 2 million. Kanye West, a million and a half. I'm getting recognized. I have more likes. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I have more likes on Facebook than Sebastian Maniscalco. He's one of the hottest comics in the country right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, you were quoted saying 30 seconds of stupidity brought me more recognition than 30 years in stand-up. Yeah, I thought exactly. that was crazy. And it's a lot of people that come see me, they see me because I'm the bread and milk guy. They yeah. have yeah. no idea. I'm doing stand-up for 30 years. They have no idea. So your career definitely improved dramatically after the bread and milk skit on YouTube? Yes. Yes, definitely. And I got a following, and uh, Kevin James, who I started with, 25 years ago in Long Island, he he started watching my videos, yeah. and he that gave him the idea to put me in Mall Cop too. It was the perfect storm. It was just yeah, it's crazy. It, you waited so long. It's like this is why life is so weird. Because like one skit, 30 seconds, probably not even your best work in your opinion, and it gets you this fame and it gets you popularity and gets you you know more shows. It's just crazy how the world I, works. If, if you if you would have told me the bread and milk video, out of all the videos I've been doing, I started doing these five years now, five years ago. Mm -hmm. I would have told you bread and milk was the stupidest video. <laughs> I almost, I almost deleted it. Yeah. I almost deleted. I thought it was stupid. Wow. Yeah. See, if I make a video, I watch them a few times. Yeah. My wife said, "You know what? Just put it up there. You never know." And it went viral in two days. It was, it was just amazing. The beauty of it, it comes back every winter. Yeah. Like the yeah, chase of videos. Yep. The news put it up and say, hey, away. yeah, the, the news is like, hey, what, what, what do you got to get for the storm? And, and it's your clip, the the bread and milk. It's crazy. It's, it's, and it's not just the snowstorm. I mean, when there was that hurricane in Florida, uh -huh. the, the hits went up. Every time there's a storm, in the, even around the world, the, the views go up. It's amazing. It's a great perpetual thing. Um, but before comedy, um, I know that you were a bus driver. You were actually, I think you were one of my bus drivers. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and it's crazy. Because you, you drove on Staten Island, right? Yeah, I, I do a joke. I say, I used to transport the future, the future criminals of Staten Island. Yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me 100%. I was definitely on those buses. That's crazy. Um, and it was me and my wife because we had uh, <laughs> special ed kids. And uh, my wife was the matron because when you have special ed kids, you need a woman, to, you know. Yeah, right. You call that's it a matron or a monitor or, or a power, right, yeah. That's great. Power, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my wife, that, that was two salaries. We, we, you know, because I just quit last year. I, I said, I got to give this a shot finally. This is the first time in 32 years I'm actually doing comedy full time. What, what got you into comedy initially? Was it the things that you've seen in your life or on the buses? Or was it just like stupid shit that well, you just like want to make fun of? You know, I, I was the class clown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was sneaky funny. I would, I would be funny when the teacher wasn't looking, you know, then... And as I grew up, I, uh, there was a comedy club in Brooklyn called Tips. And a friend of mine said, they have an amateur night there. Why don't you give it a shot? And I did in the, uh, 1981. And the first time I went on stage, Andrew Dice Clay was the MC. That's how long I'm doing this. Damn. Damn. I, how come teachers, friends, and family don't consider being a comedian a realistic career? Like, did anyone try to talk you out of comedy? Like, nobody ever promotes those types of decisions. Instead, they're like being an accountant, like in today's age. Nah, nobody ever talked me out of it. My 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 family was all for it. Um, I don't know. You know, people look as you look at your most successful guys. That all your movies and comic actors is all stand up. Tim Allen, yeah. Evan James, Drew Carey, Jim Carrey. It goes on and on. It, it's a 
it's it's a it's a it's, it's a very lucrative business, but yeah. you put up with a lot of a lot of shit. You know, yeah. it's the only job where people think that you know you get heckled. They they tell you what to do. Or you should put this in your act. Or give me a shout out. You don't tell any other profession that. So, uh, any stories that you can tell us about your most memorable heckle since we're on that topic? Um, or, or how did you handle it when you first started doing stand-up, and even today? Well, it doesn't happen today. I'm, I'm just too fast and loud. I'm, people <laughs> don't really have a shot. But, uh, you know, I'm up there. I'm up there a mile a minute. I mean, I, I don't hear from my voice. My voice is shot. I did uh, two shows last night, one the night before. I'm up there 100. I'm screaming. I'm spitting. <laughs> When I first started, I, I could tell you. I mean, I started at Tips in Brooklyn. That was the only club where the owner would heckle you. Yeah, and I used to call it Tips Comedy Club, where the mobsters met the lobsters. That sound that comedy club sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's uh, it's in Sheepshead Bay. It's very it's not there no more. A lot of guys started there. It really was. It was the boot camp of comedy. It really was. Yeah, I heard. Of, I was watching a lot of guys. There was just a click. She had the Long Island click. There was the Brooklyn click, there's a click, the city click. You know, it's like any other jobs, all the old politics. Yeah, someone mentioned in the HBO, in that HBO show where they interview comedians. I, th- I believe so. Yeah, I mean, Rodney started there, Joan Rivers, Lenny Bruce. That, that, that was a real famous club. It started mm-hmm. in 1962, I think. When you were starting out, what's the best advice you received from a comedian? Uh, I didn't receive anything. Nobody helped me. But I tell these these young guys start today. Just do what you do. Don't listen to anybody. Just yeah. be you. Have fun. If once it becomes a job, it's time to to, to stop. Yeah. Just just be you. Just don't listen to anybody. I, a lot of people tell me I'm too dirty. I curse too much. Yeah. Uh, I'm, only Italians will get me. Only New Yorkers will get me. <laughs> and, and look where I am today. Yeah. You know. So. Be, you can't listen to anybody. Is it hard to develop a unique co- uh, comedic voice now because so much has already been done? You know, like everything going on previously, famous comedians. Now, is it hard? Like, if you do something or say something, they're going to be like, "Oh, you're just a, some, you're just a Seinfeld Jr. You're just a Rodney Dangerfield Jr. You're just a Jim Carrey Jr." Is it tough in the comedy world with that? You know what it is. I think because I'm a throwback, and yeah. I think uh, it, it's coming full circle, and I think people are tired of. Of the, the no talents that have their sitcoms for two weeks. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm always described as a cross of uh, Jackie, of uh, Ralph Cramden and and uh, Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, that I'm the regular guy. People relate to me in my age. The, you know, the baby boomers who have kids, the millennium kids, and you know, I got kids. I kids. I got parents sending me kids imitating me, doing Tony Gaga. Awesome. How long I gotta wait? All my catchphrases. It's, I, even black people love me. When I did Kanye West, it, it, it made the world hit stars. I was just going to say that. It, you were all over social media and on Vine Loops. Everyone was putting that up there, the Kanye West thing. They love me. Yeah. They, I, I'm very relatable. You know, I just I use the F word now and then. You know, I, and I tell people, you know, worry about ISIS cutting up your head and me <laughs> using, the, using the F bomb. There's more important <laughs> shit in this world. Is people are just fucking... You, you, you get me riled up now. Just <laughs> <laughs> But uh, growing up at, in the Italian basement skit, I love the skit because I can relate to that as well. I'm Italian and I've lived in the basement well, most of my life. It's true. And yeah. people relate to that. You don't have to be Italian. You know, it's yeah. just Jews do that. Irish do that. And just the Italians, they're a little more exaggerated. Yeah. You ever going to get your own sitcom? You were talking about how many sitcoms fail and how shitty they are uh, right now. Do you think that's, you'd ever get- that's the ultimate dream. You know, I would love to, but. In the meantime, I can't sit and wait, but I got I got a great manager, a lot of stuff going on. I got a 
a TV show that's going to be on uh, Banco TV, which is like Netflix and Hulu and Roku, because that's the future. All these kids are watching TV on, on, on their iPads and no more cable. You know, they can't afford cable TV, so they're doing everything on their iPads, their, their Androids. Yeah. You I'm said- doing something with, uh, with Marion Groden, who's Charles Groden's daughter. We got celebrity guests coming up. As a matter of fact, it launches tomorrow. Nice. I'm doing another a tour. I'm going on tour. It's a, a show called uh, The Three Tenors Who Can't Sing. Three Tenors Who Can't Sing. It's the same sing. guys that, that's the same producer that did the Blue Collar Comedy Tour with, with Jeff Foxworthy, you know, those guys. We're doing a sneak preview. Then we hit the road. We go to Boston, Chicago, Florida. So hopefully nice. that'll, that'll click. And uh, there's, there's a lot of things besides sitcoms. There's, there's other. You know, there's other venues, and there's just so much happening right now. And uh, you know, you throw against the wall, and you hope something Some sticks. sticks. Yeah. yeah. But you you stated that you know you're kind of old school throwback, but at the same time, it's like you got to keep up with the times with the social media and things of that nature. That's what comedy is about now. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's a, it's surprising why most comics aren't doing what I'm doing. I mean, yeah. now it's starting. I mean, I I two years ago I started with the, the Yankee locker room vignettes. I'm yeah. a big Yankee fan. Yeah. And I would dress, you know, like a manager and go into the the locker room and just pull the shit out of them. You no, know, you know. And now Jim Brewer, he's doing the the Met updates yeah. at every show. Yeah. And I don't get, I get friends tell me, oh, Brewer's copping you. I, I don't, I think that's the highest form of flattery. I love when people do that. Yeah, Jim Brewer's a Jersey guy, too. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's great. Funny. I worked on him. He's a regular guy and he's funny. And he's, you know, yeah. funny. Funny is funny, you know? Yeah. That's what the guy said at the show the in Hoboken one. Comedy Festival. Yeah, someone something happened where there was somebody in a wheelchair, and the comedian didn't know that he was in a wheelchair. And the and the guy in the wheelchair said, "Funny is funny," and everyone was just applauding. Exactly. If you if you ignore a handicapped person, they don't they don't like that. They like yeah. to be included. You know. Yeah. Well, this is some other fucked up situation, but yeah, it, it's funny. No, it was it's funny. It was funny. <laughs> like the guy was cool as hell. Yeah, no, nah, he was cool. Um, so when you get riled up in either. I guess your skits or the the daily videos that you post, people think you have an anger issue problem. Is that true? Or are you just are you angry or are you just Italian? I'm 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 angry during the rant. <laughs> uh, but like like you know now I'm a I'm very quiet off stage and very people don't even believe I'm a comedian. I don't even tell them. It's just that when I hit that stage, just it's just something clicks. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's Turn just, it on. It's it's my outlet, Does, you know. It's, yeah. it's like venting to me. It's venting to the people. It's comedy, so you know. And, and like I said, I, I'm saying what people are thinking. Yeah, I'm like the voice of the working class zeros, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think comedy keeps you sane? Like, do you think majority comedians are fucked up in the head somehow, and it makes them better while doing comedy and going on that stage? Yes. If if I didn't have comedy, I think I would have killed my whole family by now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a way to put Definitely. it. I guess. <laughs> and now back in the back in the day, a lot of people, you know, had ADD, anxiety, and now all these kids are medicated and they're all zombied out and like all fucked up. And I, you know, I think that it's ridiculous. And I think a lot of comedians have that little, you know, certain drive and little click that's different than other people, and that's what makes them great. Personally, it, yes, it's it's a great stress reliever. And a lot of people they say my my comedy, my stand. You know, I had a woman last week comes up to me crying says my father just died that's awesome. and. You took away the pain for at least forty-five minutes, and you know I, I see all these 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 crazy news. These people shooting the mass shootings, and 
I, I, I try to tell people, make a fucking video. Have fun, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Life is too short. Instead of shooting somebody, vent about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's crazy. Comedy could save lives. 100%. Yes, exactly. Um, so what's the creative process like? Uh, is it just life experiences when you vent, or is it things that you think about that are abstract, or do you write around? Would you walk around with a pen and a pad all day and say, "All no, right, that's I, fucking stupid. I'm going to talk about that." Or eh, no, pretty, yeah. I, I, I never wrote anything. I never sat on my computer. It's just, it's everyday experience. I just talk about it. You know, it's just. And the hardest part for me is, is coming up with new material. So I, I just try to expand what I already have. But as far as sitting down, I've never sat, sat down. You know, everybody has their own style. A lot of guys, yeah. they got to sit down and write. It's fine. You know, whatever works for you. But for me, it's just, you know, something happens today. You know, I want to talk about that on stage, see how it goes, yeah. you know? I feel like sitting, like sitting home writing, isn't like isn't work, like doesn't work as well as going out and experiencing the world and like you know going to the bank and doing the bank teller skit or something else. Exactly. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not a clever comic like Seinfeld. You know, yeah. you, you want to smile, go see Seinfeld. You want, <laughs> you want belly laughs, you come see me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the word. I, I just, I'm just a regular guy. I, I have a family, I have kids. I'm just, I can't. I'm not clever. You know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's every comic has their own style. Besides Kevin James, it feels like you don't necessarily mess with the comedy industry, entertainment industry. Like it seems like there's a lot of like a jerk offs out there and shady people. Oh, uh, let me tell you something. It is it, comedy is you know what it is. It, it's run by liberals. That's crazy. And I'm and I'm not really a liberal. So now my manager is telling me I got to play the game a little bit because those are the ones that make the decisions and. Yeah. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, yeah. so if I'm playing the game, am I selling out? You know, yeah, it's, right. it's weird. It's tough. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm juggling a lot of hats, but I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I still have my core audience, my fans, and uh, you know, I, I want to make it on my terms. You know, yeah, I mean, if everything stays the way it is, I'm happy. I'm, I'm not driving a bus anymore. I'm paying my bills. <laughs> I'm doing theaters. I'm making good money. Got a great manager. Yeah. I don't need the mansion. I don't need the red Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was that like motivation when you were working, a, you know, the day job as a bus driver at night, like doing comedy and stuff? You're like, I want to make it out? Or was it like kind of, eh, if it happens, it happens? Well, well, before I drove the school bus, I drove a garbage truck. And one night, I drove my, um, I had my route was in Manhattan. Yeah. And I drove the truck to Dangerfields on First Avenue. Mm-hmm. I went on stage, did my act, went back in the truck, that's I'm awesome. honking the horn, and the, the audience is waving to me as I'm pulling out. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's legendary. <laughs> you, you, think, you, think Seinfeld, you think Seinfeld ever did that? Come no. On. No way. That's awesome. That's, That's my couch story, if I ever get on Jimmy Fallon or, or Kimmel. Yeah, that's a good one. We heard it here first, of course. And how do comedians not take uh, each other's jokes? I don't mean, like, copy word for word, but, like, nowadays, like, five comedians will talk about the same topics. And personally, I think that sucks if everyone's talking about the same shit. Well... You know, sometimes like topics and materials do do overlap. Is really you can't help that. But when you see a comic doing your work verbatim, that's that's when you you know when you got to break the guy's neck because that that's not right. That's yeah. not right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
switching topics, I just, I just, I, you probably don't have all night, but I have like funny things to ask you about. Like, do you think any guy could get any girl he wants? It was a topic on the show. Like, is it, is it easier for a terrible looking guy to get an attractive looking female who is sexy and not a moron and has a good mental connection as well? Like, what's your take on uh, these days how to get women? Wait, say, say that one more time. I didn't quite understand it. Uh, all right. But it was pretty much, do you think any guy could get any girl he wants? Like, is it easier? Is it easy for a terrible-looking guy to get an attractive-looking female these days? Well, I I always say that women love guys with a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen gorgeous women with, with guys that look like they hit a truck when it's <laughs> short. <laughs> beauty is beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Of the beholder, I guess. Well, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. A mental connection is good as well. I was saying too. I'm I'm just. There was a debate that it's easier for a like somebody a, a, a guy to get an attractive looking woman who has everything right, and that guy might not have everything right. I don't know. It was it was just a debate they were talking about. I don't about. know. You're, you're talking to a happily married man of 33 years. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I fucking I jerk off, but if I don't have sex, <laughs> I go to sleep. <laughs> I actually I actually <laughs> masturbate before making a decision, like going out and stuff, because you don't want to. I don't know. Sometimes you're better than that. You don't want to hook up with that girl who's just been with everybody. Yeah, well, I, I guess. Tell them the grocery store one. I, I, what's the grocery store? Well, you eat before you go to the grocery oh, store. Oh, I said, I, yeah, I eat before I go to the grocery store, and I masturbate before I go to the party, before a party. It's not really it. Um, well, since today is Columbus Day, I, and you're an Italian, obviously, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Columbus Day as a day. Do you think we should still have it, or do you think that this guy is, is not who you want uh, Italians to be represented by on a day like today? Last year, I marched in the Columbus Day Parade. I was a grand marshal. I marched next to Police Commissioner Brent. Um, you know what? I'm proud to be an Italian-American. I, I don't, I'm, I'm hearing all these stories that Columbus was a fucking murderer. I mean, <laughs> you know, no shit. He's Italian. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just let, let us have our, our day. You know, everybody else has their day. Italians, you know... Everybody can have their days and their fucking parades on Fifth Avenue. Just fucking leave us alone for one day. I mean, <laughs> stop dwelling on the past, for Christ's sakes. I'm just tired of hearing about slavery and the Holocaust and the fucking. Not, I'm saying it's not important. Just, just, just you got to move on, man. Yeah. Just fucking move on and yeah. appreciate where you are. If you don't like this country, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> so what's the best slice of pizza that you've had in the tri-state area? Uh, da Vinci's, Brooklyn, New York, on 18th Avenue. That's it. Home. What about in Jersey? At Jersey, uh, Danino's in Aberdeen on Route 34. Danino's. There's Danino. one in Brick, I think, too. And there's one in Staten Island, too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's the original one, Staten, yeah. Staten, Italy. Staten, Italy, where a four-way stop sign means fuck you. I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> And, that, and that's just the women. I'm doing this outside, and nobody fucking hears me. That's why I love Jersey. I'm fucking no I'm like Henry Hill out here. <laughs> is um, so is you were talking about uh, your comment before? Is it a scripted routine, or is there some improv involved in going on stage? You were talking about how you like make shit up during that day and then talk about it at night. That's pretty. That's pretty fresh. Yeah, you know, I I mix it up. I try to ad lib a lot. You yeah. know, like. I, a lot of guys work the crowd. I don't do that. I like to fuck with, you know, with the deck, you know, the room itself, you know, the lighting, the, the what the backdrop is. I, you know, I just, sometimes I even get sick of my own act. I'm not, not going to lie to you. But uh, so far, I've, I've been pretty, 
pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Um, what's your? I, I I listen to to New Jersey radio a lot. And what's your relationship with Steve Trevelis? Steve Trevelis? Yeah. He's a great guy. We we just worked together to catch a rising star. And then I was on his radio show for a while on uh, New Jersey's one hundred one point five FM. Yeah. He's he's a great guy. I love Steve. Big big Yankee fan and a big Beatles fan. Is uh is Catch a Rising Star in Princeton or is there like multiple locations? Yeah, yeah, there's one in Princeton. They have one in uh, well, they had one in Reno. Uh, oh, where's the other one? Uh, they got a couple other ones, but the one I I did was in Princeton in the Hyatt Regency. So, any other events you want to promote before we get it rolling? I- sure. This Friday night, I'm at the Borgata, the Music Box Showroom. Uh, that's in Atlantic City. That's almost sold out. Tickets are going fast. Go to you. Uh, go to the Bogata website, and there's my website, VicDiBetetto.net. Uh, I got T-shirts, DVDs, uh, merchandise. If not, I do a meet and greet after all my shows. Uh, the Three Tennis starts in January. It's all on my website, and of course, the, the Vic DiBetetto show on Banco TV launches tomorrow. But you got to go to BancoTV.com. To subscribe and uh, and join. I feel like we talked about we talked for a good amount of time. I don't yeah. want to keep you all night. No, no, that, that's just about it. You know, it's all on my website, but it's amazing. I, my fan page. I, I I try to help people as far as posting info, and I just that you get these fucking morons. <laughs> I, I had one. I had one guy. He's texting me. How do I get tickets for the Borgata? So I answer him. Call Harris. <laughs> What's wrong with these fucking people? I give, them, I give them, I give them the links. They don't want to search for anything. I don't know if they're doing it to break my balls or to push my buttons. You know. Yeah, you got to. You, know, you got to put it in their nice face. Guy to answer everybody. It's going to get to a point. I'm not going to answer anybody. But yeah. I can't. I, I literally have to walk away from the computer. I get so fucking pissed off. People, people want it in their face. They want the promotion right in their face. You got to keep throwing it at their face because they don't want to go search for I anything. I tell them you, you got to scroll. If you miss a day, one day, if you miss one day on my fan page, you miss a lot. My fan page moves faster than an illegal immigrant going across the border. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> any other topics you want to discuss? Anything politically incorrect stuff or anything that's on your mind or any uh, other new material? The, we'll the make... whole thing with the police in this country is out of hand. Not not all police are racist. Not all blacks are criminals. And exactly. not all whites have special privilege. Uh, I think this country is, we're in for a civil war or a revolution. Um, People... I hate the Mets. I hope they fucking crash and burn. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What else? What else? I'm not a football fan. I'm the only guy in the planet that doesn't follow football. Yes, that's, that, awesome. that's I wish it was in person. You could be you could be dissing us, making fun of us. It'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, connect soon. You got it, guys. Thank, thank you. you. For, thank you. Appreciate it. Right. Really nice to you. All right. No, no thank problem. you. Thank Have you. a great night. Thank you for taking the time out. You too. Take care, guys. I'll see you. All right, Vic. Thank you. Bye. Hey, what do you hear? What do you say? This is Vic DiBetetta. You are listening to Ted and Sweens, or Sweens and Ted. Keep it in the basement like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway.